everyone, it's Justin Dawson. It's Sunday the 29th of October and if you're tuned into this episode of the All Things Techie podcast, I recommend that you go over and watch it on the YouTube channel because this is going to be a very visual episode of the All Things Techie podcast. Yesterday I took a trip to Drogheda for the Lou Festival of Lights. Check it out. Here's the show that loves to talk about gadgets and gizmos, from A-Logic to Yamaha. Cameras to control panels. You get what I mean. We love talking all things techie. In fact, that's the name of the show. And here is your host, Yes, indeed. Sunday, the 29th of October. Hello, happy bank holiday if you're in Ireland. You're tuned to the All Things Techie podcast. I am your host, Justin Dawson. And if you'd like to get in contact with the program, the details are on the bottom of your screen at Justin or Dawson. If you are um, on X, formerly known as Twitter, you can also uh, find the show uh, X handle or Twitter handle at EV Tech Junkies. Um, I'm on YouTube where I recommend you go over and watch this episode of episode 85 of the All Things Techie podcast because this is going to be a very visual podcast doesn't really work on its own just with the audio by the way we're sticking up the audio just in case you just want to listen to the audio uh taking place over this weekend and next weekend the 27th to the 31st of october and the four second to fourth of november is the Lou festival of lights and also taking place over halloween the Lou Festival is a journey through time along the trail and discovered the stories of the Bowen, the Salmon of Knowledge, Amergen, the Gods of Newgrange and many more. The Illuminations focus on these magical stories that are rooted in the beautiful Boyne Valley region. Over the eight days, stunning Illuminations will light up Drogheda's Old Abbey, St. Peter's Church, St. Dominic's Bridge, the former Methodist Church Garden and St. Lawrence's Gate using the latest digital technology, projection, sound and animation to weave a compelling tale of our mythological past. The festival will also host an array of on-street performances including stilt walkers, face painters and fire breathers. Well, I went to Drada yesterday on Saturday the 28th of October. Thankfully, it stayed dry and uh, I hope you enjoy this show. Okay, so... Uh exiting the car park now uh, i have no idea where i'm going i see some fireworks in the distance but uh, no idea where i'm going um we're down at scotch hall at the moment so uh we'll figure it out i see some some lights over in the distance you can see behind me uh, a load of uh, lights maybe this could be the the guiding point of where i'm supposed to walk to um in the background here uh, Drada Port, so uh, I'm guessing I'm going that way into the city centre and uh, some some castles and, and churches up that way, which I guess is going to be part of the Drada Festival of Lights. Actually, good to mention that this weekend um, the clocks change. Uh, the European, the European Union rules that says that the clocks weren't supposed to change anymore. The clocks are still changing in Ireland, so uh, it does affect people like my son with autism uh, that uh, the clocks do change and then you're trying to get back into the sleep routine again. But uh, 
Oh, actually, talking of which, uh, I think uh, next week, this is the first weekend of the Festival of Lights, then it goes on for the week and the weekend of next weekend. Uh, so Tuesday, Halloween, of course, here in Ireland. But uh, next weekend or during the week, they have a sensory hour for autistic people, which is great to see. Okay, so I'm here on the main street of Drada, and uh, you can hear those are those are actually little firecrackers that's going off on the on the ground. They're they're not anything serious. There's a woman down here setting up with uh, what looks like she's going to be breathing fire in a short while. And um, so up the top of the street, the street is closed. Um, I believe there's something happening up there at seven o'clock, and then I'm walking down this way. Uh, to the city centre and uh, we might be able to get some, some more bits and pieces. Ah yes, it's always good to see some uplighters going on, which means that I'm in the right place. Uh, this is the main cathedral here. Oh, as you hear the bells ringing. Uh, I tried that well. This is the main cathedral here in Drada. Uh, this is going to be projection mapped in a short time. Okay, we we seen a flash of the actual projector, so uh, obviously something's about to start. Just over a minute ago.
Vikings in Ireland marked a transformative moment in the island's history. In the 790s, the Vikings raided Ireland for the first time. Early raids were sporadic and usually took place in the summer. With their seafaring prowess and formidable presence, the Vikings first set foot on the banks of the River Boyne in the 9th century. That's just crossing over. Viking boat on the left hand side. Absolutely bursting into flames. Fleets of Viking ships were seen on the board several times in the 800s. There was a substantial Viking settlement at Lindduco, the place now known as Anagasan, which likely served as a base from which the Norsemen made their inland raids. Six, a hoard of Viking coins was found in Drogheda, 
The exact location has never been identified. However, the coins dating to the early Dropping down at the St. Peter's Church has played a pivotal role in our ceremonies, providing a place of solace, reflection, and communal gathering for generations of Drummond residents. It has witnessed numerous significant events in the town's history and continues to be cherished. St. Peter's uh, for the and uh, repeating every six minutes I'm just following all the uh, the crowd down here we are walking down to St. Dominic's Bridge this is going to be a water display uh, water being projected uh, with pumping water from the river um, and then projected against the actual display is happening every about 15 minutes or so uh, the first one there, St. Peter's, took about 10 minutes and uh, then counting down um, another six minutes time that it would uh, be repeating itself. So uh, just following the crowd, I can see already some water being projected against uh, in the distance here. Uh, water being pumped into the air as a spray. And uh, this is going to be, this is the new uh, part from last year. This is a new part to uh, the actual festival lights, this uh, projecting against the water from St. Dominic's Bridge. This is where I can say uh, wifey was right uh, to wear hiking boots because uh, the ground is quite wet from the spray uh, at St. Dominic's Bridge here. I'm going to wait around for the, for the start of this again. Quite loud, the actual speakers here. Good big bass bins, uh, 
just over here at the back. I'm not sure, but I think that said eight minutes to showtime. Uh, so there's about 10 minutes between each one. It goes from 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. So uh, well, point number two, in my map anyway, St. Dominic's Bridge. And uh, the water is off at the moment, probably being recharged and probably a bit of a, a mop up of all the water that's uh, on the ground here at the moment. And of course, the bridge is closed. We wouldn't let the bridge be open. Ooh, music. And there's the drone going up into the air again to get some, uh, some footage. Can I point out to the drone? Yeah, the drone is flying out that way. Okay. The fun thing is the, uh, the countdown is a lot of kids telling us how long to wait. I say that's a local school that's got a very excited shouting about one minute. So I'm sure there's going to be a countdown when we get to, to 10. Oh, here we go. Very impressive that this is actually mist that's being projected against, and you can see 20 seconds to go. goddess Bowen created the boy. While forbidden by her husband Nechtan, Bowen approached the magical well of Segish. By walking Toho counterclockwise around the well, Bowen challenged its power, causing the waters to surge up and rush to the sea. Her arm, leg and eye were lost in the flood and she was drowned. This is how the River Boyne got its name. From the Goddess Boyne. Originally, all knowledge of the universe was contained in the branches of a hazel tree. It flourished over the Well of Wisdom, Tubber Segish, where a great speckled salmon lived. The salmon is said to have gained all the wisdom of the universe by eating hazelnuts that fell into the well. The first person to catch and eat the salmon would gain this knowledge.
the Mata is described as a strange beast in the Dinshanicus. Valley tonight, the Milky Way shines brightly, also known as Balak the Bowfinna, the Way of the White Cow. I'm saying Dominic's Bridge, uh, seven minutes till next showtime. I'm, I'm going to try and get a bit closer here, um, if I'm allowed, because I want to show you what it was actually protecting against. There is a little device in the centre of the bridge there. It's a sort of a spherical, looks like a road sign, but that was doing the lights and uh, then water being projected over St. Dominic's Bridge. You can see that the bridge is soaking wet. Uh, can't go any closer than that, but uh, that's the way the technology works there on St. Dominic's Bridge. So I believe we're going up to the old abbey at the moment, um, and quite a crowd on the hill here as we try to get up a bit closer. See what we can do. Attention, all Irish audiovisual professionals. Are you ready to take your career to the next level? Look no further than AV Groupie, Ireland's ultimate online hub for audiovisual networking. Join a vibrant community of AV experts where you can connect, collaborate, and create magic together, all from the comfort of your device. Whether you're a lighting wizard, a sound maestro, a visual effects guru, or any AV enthusiast, AV Groupie is the place to be. Post your portfolio, exchange ideas, find exciting opportunities, and stay updated with the latest latest industry trends. The power of networking is just a click away. AV Groupie, the network for Irish AV professionals. Visit avgroup.ie. My name's Oshin. Um, I'm one of the directors from Visual Spectrum. We designed and animated and coordinated the production for the Lou Festival of Light. Um, so it was myself and my partner Ryan. Um, Ryan wrote a lot of the scripts and the soundtracks and I managed the 
the projection mapping, 3D animation, um, all of the rendering, and um, basically all of the like technical infrastructure. Um, working in partnership with another company called Third Source for some of the projection and for the audio side of things. And then we have a team of uh, 12 people uh, delivering the production over the course of five locations. This is the second year of the news. This is the second. Second, yeah. second it's year. It's fantastic. Like, I, I'm living in Lusk. I'm, I came up just for tonight. Like, I've done, done three of the uh, positions so far. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm torn between St. Dominic's and St. Peter's yeah. being the actual... Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long, how long of work-wise? We've been working on this for almost a year. Wow. Almost a okay. year. And I suppose if you want to say that we've been working on it for two years, if you include the year one, which broke the back of some of the St. Peter's work. Yes. yes. So, you know, for instance, in year one, we 3D scanned the building using a LiDAR scanner. Um, and then, you know, obviously the workflow of then, from that, then you built like a 3D mesh with clean topology. So it comes in as a point cloud and then gets right. uh, translated into like clean geometry. And then that's when the kind of work starts with the animation and stuff. So. Uh, like in real terms, about two and a half years probably uh, so far to bring the project to life. Wow! And I hope I hope now government grants and, and funding to do something of this size so, and nature. So this was a this was a, a tender uh, put out by, by Fulch Ireland and um, Louth County Council. So right, okay. so they'd support they 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 finance the project. What, what I love about this, uh, because we're, this is an international podcast, is the fact that like it's telling the stories of Ireland and yeah. around Ireland as well. Would you ever think? Of doing anything or have you ever heard of anything being done more in the Dublin city centre area? Um, certainly something that would be open to. Um, actually with regard to the stories we collaborated with a guy called Anthony Murphy mm -hmm. who runs a blog called Mythical Ireland. He'd be oh, like very good. considered an authority on a lot of the mythical stories so he acted as consultant with the development of the script and he's actually been here tonight taking some photos and stuff but uh, yeah he has been a real hero in terms of like total subject matter expert knowledge um, of the stories and like them being very central to the Boyne Valley region so no it's been good. It's so been... so how much like this is going on this weekend and next weekend, yep. uh, how much set up time to do all this stuff and put we, all in the place? Here, so we've been here since Sunday so wow. okay. almost, almost a week um, but a lot of site visits, like the, the water screen itself, because the the because the Boyne is a tidal river, mm -hmm. and the river moves up and down. Oh right, so, so that's going to be fun. There's there's a lot of risk management with regards to that, mm. um, in terms of making sure that it's anchored appropriately, making sure that if there's debris that comes down the river, it's mm -hmm. not going to affect. Of course, the we had the storm last week, yeah. so that that must have put a couple of things on. Well, it's uh, it's all kind of managed within the risk assessment. We had like the the. Uh, Boyne River Rescue, I think that's their name, mm -hmm. uh, on, on on site as well. So, you know, for the for the load in, for the load out, we had a, a rescue boat on site, you know, to make sure that everything was done so, properly. Um, so a lot of planning with the water screen, a lot of planning even with regards to the power for the water screen, and then we're all all of the water screen because it draws so much power, and the council has a remit to stay on a green mm. energy. It's uh, it's using stage five generators, which. Um, uh, is like lower emissions, so all thought out. Yeah. I, I think it's a fantastic project. Congrats on us! Oh, yeah. You know, this is, this is the type of things that should be in AV Awards. I'm sure you've heard of the AV yes, Awards over in London. This is the type of thing. Listen here. This is the type of thing that I would even nominate this for. Yeah. The, the, well, thank you very much. Thanks a million for us. Once more, we're going to have a countdown. Thirty seconds to go.
you'll probably hear all the kids now in a moment uh, doing the countdown as we come to the final 10 seconds. Here we go. In the east of the Emerald Isle, where the whispers of the past echo through time, lies the mysterious monument known as New Grange. It is here that the gods of old once held sway, their presence eternally etched into the very stones that guard their secrets. Long before the dawn of history, the ancient gods gathered to create the world. Dagda, the god of all knowledge, and Bon, the goddess of the river Bon, would play the central role. With the command of the light, Dagda consummated the earth and created the great monument of Shivan Broga. unlocked the secret of time within New Grange's chamber, allowing sunlight to pierce through on the winter solstice, marking the rebirth of the world. of worship and celebration where people gathered to honor the gods in the eternal cycle of life.
Range remains a sacred nexus connecting humanity to the divine. Today, the gods of Newgrange may have faded into myth, but their legacy endures. The stones whisper secrets of ancient time, inviting us to ponder the mysteries of the universe. And as we step into the hollow realm of Newgrange, we too become part of its timeless story, a story of gods, creation, and the enduring connection between this world and the other world. For in this sacred place, the gods of Newgrange continue to watch over the land, their presence a reminder that the past, the present, and the future are forever intertwined. So there you go, great to have an interview with Oshin, who uh, is behind the makings of all this Lou Festival. Um, as we leave the old Abbey, we're going to find point number four, and I'm sure we'll catch up with Oshin after. So yes, we're at the top of the street now, um, as we came up the steps from the, the old Abbey there, and uh, we'll try and find the, the last of the actual point uh, which I think is at the very end of this street right up here uh, so it's <laughs> a bit of a walk but uh, yeah we will catch up with Oshin afterwards I said as you heard uh, nearly a year and a half worth of planning yes they did do it last year but uh, a couple of new spots including the bridge uh, that was added this year and uh, while off mic he was explaining the actual computers and I was looking at the mixing desks and the actual computers and the projectors that uh, are working away. I didn't want to take up too much of his time because like, this is a live event that he's been planning out for the past year or more. But uh, we will catch up with Ushin afterwards. Uh, there is people standing in the middle of the street here uh, doing some, some road or street art so uh, let's have a look at them and for the night that's in it there is a full moon over Drada tonight and uh, here's some street performers let's let's say hello to some of the street performers you must be ready but you are champions I have seen gold in your blood and I have seen your That's the tallest person in Drada, right there. So, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's full night, full moon over Drada tonight, and uh, we're just going past St Peter's again. As I mentioned to you earlier, viewers, that they are repeating the actual shows every about 10 to 15 minutes between 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. Of course, queues outside every ice cream shop in Drada at the moment. It's great to see there's loads of kids out um, enjoying this. This is free of charge. Like It's nice to have a whole display that's free of charge for people to come to. Uh, so it's happening. This is the second night. So it, it started last night. Um, we're here on Saturday night. Um, and it goes for this weekend and then next weekend. I hear a bit of audio being played, so I am coming up to the to next location. So, oh, there we go, that's them turning now, the waves of the ocean. We're all but a minute and 30 seconds away from the, another one of the displays. So uh, let's keep on going, walking up the hill. And we're gonna go to the countdown in 10, 9, 
Seven.
militarist defeat the Tuvitan in the Battle of Taishin and the Throne Line. After this, the Tuvitan returned to the sheet mounds and hollow hills of Ireland, leaving the surface land to be inhabited by the Miletians. There was contention between two of the elder brothers, Eremon and Edward, about who should be the first Miletian king of Ireland. Amorgan was the arbitrator of this matter and decided that Eremon should rule the northern half of the country with Eber ruling the south. The dividing boundary between the kingdoms was the Boyne River and it is said that the great mound of Milmet was built near the river to mark the place where the two kingdoms met at the Boyne. After a year, a row broke out between the two rulers, and they fought to the death, Eremon, King Ever. As the new sovereign of the entire island, Eremon, along with his wife, Chia, established his seat of kingship at the Hill of Tara. Amagan was later killed by Eremon and place in me called Tenet. The warrior bard Amorgan is said to be buried overlooking the Boyne. Beneath the great mound of Milmount that stands high over the town to this day. So once more the crowd disperses. Uh, that's pretty much all the actual shows that we have at the Lou Festival. Um, once again, this is happening next weekend too, Saturday and Sunday. And um, there is also a sensory viewing where the sound is turned down and uh, hopefully a more calm viewing. Nine minutes till the next show here again. And uh, fantastic show, I have to say. Now, you know what? I, what I what I really love about this is that it is Irish folklore and I wish as a kid these type of things happened you know it really <laughs> these type of things didn't happen back in my day we read textbooks I got bored listening to my primary school teacher talk about uh, Irish folklore reading from a book if only there was these type of projection mappings back in my day uh, all of 30 plus years ago uh, I might have had some interest in Irish mythology and and, and folklore but for me Justin Dawson uh, from the All Things Techie podcast and in Drada for the Lou Festival uh, I hope you enjoyed it I will be catching up with Oshin uh, who was one of the organisers of the Lou Festival uh, we got a short interview with him didn't want to take up all of his time uh, but I thought he was a very interesting guy really knew his knowledge um, Oshin I think you left me behind with a couple of things about your computers and uh, what processors you were running all I can say high tech well that's all from episode 85 of the All Things Techie podcast my thanks to Oshin O'Brien from Visual Spectrum Studios for talking to me and explaining the tech behind the Lou Festival of Lights in Drada. Really recommend going to see this. 
we definitely will have Oshin back on the podcast in the not so distant future when he's recovered from doing the Lou Festival of Lights because a lot of plans, a lot of preparations that go into doing a festival of this size and um, really, really does deserve an AV award. From me, Justin Dawson, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, viewing this podcast on YouTube and talk to you soon. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to All Things Techie Podcast. Part of the Extreme Media Network. Follow us on Twitter at AV Tech Junkies. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also watch our show on YouTube by visiting youtube.com forward slash at Justin underscore or underscore Dawson. Previous episodes of our show can be found on our official site, www.allthingstech.ie. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie.